Good afternoon, it's 12 o'clock and welcome to the Money Map at Midday Show. The show is brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, leaders in business. My name is Raik Vinikar. Well, the big news today is Christu Visser, the former chairman of Steinhoff and uh, one of the uh, former, well, billionaires, dollar billionaires in South Africa. And he is now facing a 3.7 billion rand tax claim from SARS. And this follows the, the restructuring of the oil group Tallow. And this is evident from papers filed in the Western Cape High Court by the South African Revenue Services, uh, in which it claims ENS, uh, Visa's advisor, that uh, created a too aggressive tax structure and uh, that uh, allowed uh, 3.9 billion rand to flow out of South Africa without the taxes being paid. Um, Woolworths also reported a pretty dismal trading statement today, although it was expected and mostly, and it was mostly due to the impairment of its stake in David Jones. That impairment is around 7 billion rand. And then EOH, um, he, uh, they've announced today that Stephen van Koller of MTN will join EOH as its new group executive from 1 September. And I'll speak to Zunaid Mayet a bit later about that appointment. But first, let's look at the indicators. The JSE All Share is currently trading flat, up 0.06% at 56,271 points. Resources uh, up 0.08%. Industrials down 0.2%. Financials have gained half a percent. The gold index uh, also down, uh, down 0.6%. Let's look at international markets. The FTSE 100 is trading 0.15% higher. The DAX is down a third of a percent. The CIC 40 is also down by 0.4%. Earlier in Southeast Asia, the Nikkei lost 0.13%. Shanghai closed 0.2% lower, while the Hang Seng also closed down 0.4%. Um, let's uh, look at some individual shares that are on the move. On the upside, Diskem has gained 5.3%, Massmart up 4.6%, Imperial has gained 2.7%, Barlow World 2.5%, Trueworths uh, up 2.3%, uh, Bats also 2.2% higher. On the downside, PSG Consult down 3%, Nepi Rock Castle down 1.7%, ShopRite down one6 MTN uh, down 1.56%. Kumba Iron Ore also down 1.2% as uh, resilient as well. Also down 1.2%. On the currencies, the Rand is trading at 13.44 against the dollar, 17.46 against the pound, and 15.59 against the euro. The dollar is trading at 113 yen. The euro is trading at $1.16. And the pound is trading at $1.29. Bitcoin is currently at $7,399 or 102,145 rand. Gold is trading at $1,216. Platinum at $801. Brent crude at $72.15. And the R186 is trading at 8.71%. David Shapiro of Sasfin uh, is on the line. David, uh, quiet day on the market, uh, but uh, the Christo Visa story is the massive story of the day. Uh, he faces a 3.7 billion rand tax uh, claim in, in uh, as well as fines and interest. What do you make of this story? What, what can we say? Poor old Christo. Hasn't been his, exactly been his year. Definitely uh, not. 
ain't as horrible as remember the queen said that <laughs> and uh for him it's been an absolute disaster i it's it's i don't know what to say i know that sars uh are after all these structures and if you followed sars over the last few years um there've been a lot of remember kumba um i think sassel there've been so many mining companies where uh, they had these kind of or kind of structures. I don't know what structure Krista had, but uh, you know structures in place had been attacked, attacked by uh, you know by, by the law. And uh, so I think everybody's trying to avoid tax. You know, everybody, no one wants to pay tax, and so especially where they are now trying to uh, reclaim tax. So I don't know. You know, I know we're all going around selling, not going selling around, uh, going you know with these uh, section of J um, projects, etc. And I, I don't, from my experience with so I rather keep on the clean side than than the you know the other side and just have nothing for them to influence. Um, uh, we are currently having yeah. some trouble on the line, uh, David. We're going to phone you back in uh, one second okay. to see if we can get a clearer line. Um, I'm going to go back and just uh, look at some of the indicators uh, we are currently seeing. The JSE All Share relatively flat, 0.06% higher resources, 0.08%, while industrials down 0.18%. And uh, financials, the only uh, really uh, good performer on the JSE today, up 0.5%. Um, on the currencies, the RAND is trading slightly weaker, 13 Rand 44 against the dollar. 17 rand uh, 46 against the pound and 15 rand 59 against the euro. David, are you back? Yep, I am. Yeah, that sound is uh, a lot better. Um, Woolworths uh, reported a pretty poor trading statement. It was expected. Um, expects to make a, a significant loss um, in the uh, in the period. Um, and HIPS uh, will fall by 20% if you exclude the impairment of the 27 billion of David Jones. Um, and, and you know, even that shows there is a lot of pressure on the company. What what are your thoughts? Well, I, strangely, the shares are up, but I think that most of this has already been priced into the market. And I think investors are now looking for a turnaround in their operations. Food held up. Uh, we saw better um, better numbers coming out of David Jones for the second half. But still, it's a business that seems to be, uh, I wouldn't say in trouble, but battling to reclaim uh, its, its, its former glory. And a lot has to do with apparel. But... Rake, I've got a different view on apparel. I just think people are getting very bored uh, with apparel. In other words, there's been no major shift in in focus. There's been no major shift in uh, in fashion. And I wonder if this is not weighing on all the on all the companies. You know, Zara seems to be a, have done okay in that kind of area. And I follow an international company called Fast Retailing, which has got Uniqlo, a Japanese business, seem to be making it through. So some people are getting their mix right but but overall globally um apparel is the kind of area that you just want to avoid mm. retail sector is definitely not an easy one uh later today we'll hear from the uh, monetary policy committee of the reserve bank about interest rates everybody expects it to remain flat and i think it will be a massive surprise if uh, there are any changes um uh, what, what are your thoughts no you know no reason for them to do so uh economy bumbling along um, not going anywhere. What worries me about the economy 
really rake is is where uh, commodity prices are going. You know, we had the turnaround in 2017 from the very big sell-off that we saw in 2016. But I think even that is running out of steam. Oil's been up for various reasons. Um, also, very difficult to call where the next move is in oil. But you've seen copper come down. The one area that's hold, and you saw, I, I heard you mention platinum at 801. You know, that's I mean, that's really disastrous for the uh, uh, for the industry. And although we're not a big gold producer anymore, headlines in Business Day this morning that. You know, only 20% of gold mines are are making it. So that that those worry me. They worry me because uh, any layoff of staff, you know, you just have to lay off one person. It has a major effect on the on the economy. Yeah, and there was also um, or just have to close one shaft. Yeah. Yeah, so, so those elements worry me in terms of whether what what the you know what, what the uh, Reserve Bank will do. I can't see them uh, wanting to raise rates. On the other hand, I don't think there's enough for them to to lower rates now with Iran back at uh, 1350 again. Um, I, d- I don't think they've got enough ammunition now to to even ra- you know, lower rates. I mean, the last one was up, and I think uh, more and more we're going to to see rates go up. Yeah. Just lastly, I spoke to Alistair MacDonald earlier today. He is the vice president um, of uh, portfolio uh, investments, uh, institutional portfolio investments at uh, Frankel Templeton Emerging Markets. And, and he said the the currencies, emerging market currencies are uh, under pressure and uh, he thinks it's mm. overdone. He, he thinks uh, the dollar will weaken in the, in the medium term and that will create opportunities. Uh, what are your views on that? You know, that, that's, that's around the view that uh, the stimulus that has kept the U.S. markets going uh, is going to run out of steam and that we're likely to get um, a, a, a slowdown. I was going to say a recession, but Jay Powell last night in his testimony, even with trade wars, doesn't see, um, you know, doesn't see uh, a recession. I think the other worry is that the deficit is going to increase dramatically and they need the kind of growth to address that, which might weaken the economy and weaken the need to hold dollars. And you know, no one wants to hold dollars when you have those kind of deficits. Uh, also, you might not see the rate rises. But it's not playing out at the moment. And uh, I think the hope is that if the dollar starts to weaken, all emerging currencies automatically uh, move up because it's a zero-sum game. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go short the dollar yet. You know, that might happen down the line. But I think, on the other hand, what's worrying me is if a China does slow down, we're seeing the, the one now, the one-year low, uh, that's beginning to depreciate. And I think that might also take uh, emerging currencies down with it. So, very, very hard call to make, you know, I mean, with, with accuracy <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and in the short term. But uh, for the meantime, I still think that people would prefer to hold a dollar than anything else. Uh, well, if you believe the Big Mac index, uh, which I think mm. mo- more people would uh, believe than uh, an analyst in, in Singapore, um, we should be at 5 Rand 70. I know, but no one wants to fly here to buy a Big Mac, you know. (laughs) If you're living in New York, you just want to go around the corner. (laughs) I think uh, it does give an indication of standard of living and and so on, but uh, there's so many other factors that make up, um, you know, make up where people want to stay and what price they will pay for that uh, privilege to stay in a big city. Maybe Um, maybe the only thing you should do is cheap. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. you should. The only thing you should read into it that uh, Big Macs here are cheaper and uh, nothing really <laughs> else matters. Thank you, David. That was David Shapiro from Sasfin. 
EOH announced today that Stephen van Collo will join EOH as its new group CEO from 1 September. He was a previous vice president at MTN, while he also he also was an executive at APSA and Deutsche Bank. Van Koller's appointment follows the announcement last month that EOH will split into two operating companies, namely EOH and Nextech. Sunaid Mayet, who had served as EOH Group CEO, has resigned to take the reins at Nextech. Sunaid is uh, now on the line. Sunaid, welcome to the show. Uh, you've been working hard to turn EOH around both from a business sustainability and uh, credibility perspective, how does uh, Stephen's appointment affect all this process? Hi, good afternoon, Rick, and, and thanks for having me. Um, uh, personally, I'm, I'm really pleased that uh, a senior executive of uh, Stephen's caliber has, is joining us. I think his, his experience, his, uh, his knowledge, his network in the market... And he's got broad-ranging experience from financial services to the technology industries. And I think all of that will be, will be invaluable to our group. So, you know, I'm personally look, really looking forward to working with him moving forward. Well, EOH has been in the news for the wrong reasons uh, recently, uh, mostly due to some questionable and uh, possibly corrupt dealings with public sector institutions. And this has raised governance concerns. Um, and that is partly responsible for the company's share price performance of late. Um, the market is up 17% today. Do you think his appointment will allay some of these governance concerns? Yeah, look, I think the group has done a lot of work to allay the governance uh, concerns. And, and uh, again, the first thing I want, to, I want to be very clear about is that whilst we've been negative and adverse, media and uh, there's been no concrete, firstly concrete allegations or nobody's come with any evidence of any wrongdoing. Um, In fact, uh, very often we've had the, when someone has made an allegation, they've had to retract it or they've had to correct the, the, the article. So I think that's important to put out there. But we do understand and we have understood that there are concerns. It has created uh, concerns in the minds of our stakeholders, and largely as a result of, I think, where we found ourselves as a country over the last uh, 12 months. Um, so what we've done, and, and you will know this, we've had uh, ENS work in our environment, uh, work with our teams over the last few months, and it was really to, to affirm that our governance risk and compliance framework was as robust as we thought it was, uh, where there was a need to, to, to strengthen certain areas, we have. Um, so I think we've, we've done all that's necessary from a governance risk and compliance perspective. We also announced some changes to the board a, a few weeks ago, and that, again, you know, I think changed the balance and the, and the configuration of the board. Um, it, uh, we, we have a higher ratio of non-executives now. We've brought in two chartered accountants onto the board, uh, one to chair the risk committee, the other to chair the audit committee. So a lot of work's been done to ensure that we, we give our stakeholders the, the, the comfort that they, that they need, that governance is indeed strong at EOH. Well, Stephen will definitely add to that. Uh, he has a very diverse background and he's well-respected in the business community. Um, and, and that stretches from banking experience, corporate finance, uh, and as well as technology at MTN. But would he fit the bill to, to run an IT company as complex as EOH? 
Yeah, look, I think, uh, again, the way we've organized ourselves as a, as a business, and I think you said so in your introduction, in that we're, we're, we're splitting the, 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 the operating business into, into two operating companies, uh, namely the EOH company, which will focus on the ICT business, and the next tech business, which focuses then on our domain-specific uh, solutions and high-growth industries. Now, you know, uh, these two businesses does have leadership. I think you said at the outset that I've resigned. I haven't quite resigned. What I have done is I've relinquished, I've, I've opted to relinquish my position as the group CEO to focus on, on leading one of the operating uh, businesses, and, and that's Nextech. So, you know, I think Stephen's uh, strength, his experience, uh, um, his capabilities, I think will certainly help us from a broader group perspective in terms of leveraging both his knowledge, his experience, his network, his corporate finance background, as well as his, as his exposure to technology. And I think bringing that together with the leadership of the operating businesses, I think positions us really strongly for the future. How did you find him? <laughs> well, he's a pretty well-known uh, person in, 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 in the market, and uh, through, through common uh, acquaintances in the market got introduced, started to talk, and, uh, and I think we've, we've arrived at where we are today. Have you worked with him before? No, personally, I haven't, though, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to working with him. Though. Just lastly, there has been some uh, pressures on EOH's uh, financial position. How are the current economic uh, conditions uh, treating EOH? Look, I think the market is uh, is what it is. We, uh, you will remember from our, our first six months, we had a fairly difficult first six months. Uh, we were hoping with the change in the leadership, uh, uh, for the change in the political leadership, that that would mean, uh, and it had uh, translate into into uh, increased business confidence. I think it has resulted in increased business confidence, but I think there's still a bit of reticence in, in, in the market. And I think many customers are taking a wait-and-see and approach. Maybe it's because of the upcoming elections next year. I don't know. But, uh, you know, the market is what it is. Uh, I can't say too much about the, about the business. We are trading under cautionary, as you know, and we're entering a closed period soon. But, uh, you know, we continue to adapt to, to market conditions. Well, thank you, Zunaid. That was Zunaid Mayet, He's current group CEO of EOH, and uh, he will make way for Stephen van Koller from MTN to join the group in September as the new CEO. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for today. The show was brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, Leaders in Business. And that's it for this edition of the MoneyWeb at Midday Show. My name is Raik van Ikerk, and thank you for tuning in. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saiga.co.za. Thank <laughs> you.